Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. And here we are. Anderson Fieldhouse is the setting. Bullhead City, Arizona is the place. July 23rd is the date. And the Tampa Nightcrawlers and the Las Vegas Insomniacs are the final two. Let's crown a champion. Let's crown a champion this Sunday. Welcome to the Tom Rathman 44th edition of The Other Side of the Ball. Double A Anthony Alvarez here with you, and with me as usual is my guys, of course, from the Rainbow Bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens war. You'll behold in breathless wonder he is the mighty Viking, Scott McCorkle. Top of the morning, man. Gang, gang. And folks, somebody has made his long-awaited return back to the panel and back to the table. He's back from an assignment. He's back from the Cajun. And oh, by the way, he actually made a pit stop in Cincinnati and got behind the mic. And call the insomniacs and the chaos. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Casey Cox is back in the building. How's it going, guys? I am so glad to be back. You don't even realize a one-month hiatus is a little bit too long. Didn't expect it to be that long, but like you said, I made that pit stop off in Cincinnati um, just because I could, and I did. I was 10 hours away. said, why the fuck not? So, with that said, how... um how did it come to pass to where um, they needed you to get behind the mic and actually uh, call the uh, rest of the uh, championship game between the Chaos and the Insomniacs? Break down well, the story for me. It was actually pretty interesting to start off. I arrived in Cincinnati before anybody else. Hmm. I arrived in Cincinnati Friday morning, like 9 a.m. That's how ready for this I was. And I had told Derek on my way up there that, hey, I might be coming to Cincinnati, but I'm not real sure. Let's see how this fireworks season turns out. Sometimes I make some really good money, sometimes not so much. We got cashed out, and I texted Derek, and I said, I'm filling up the car. I'm heading to Cincinnati. He said, all right, see you there. We appreciate you coming out. This will be cool. So we started the drive 10 and a half, almost 11 hours, to Cincinnati, Ohio, from Bastrop, Louisiana, just south of the very southern Arkansas border. So the very northern tip of Louisiana back up Just there, the they tip. call them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up there, they, they don't even call them Cajun up there. Up there, they call them Arkansas Louisianans. <laughs> that's that, that you, the Cajuns like right from New alley, Orleans. The, the Cajuns from New Orleans come up and buy fireworks from me. And they're like, sorry, but up here, we refer to this group as Arkansas Louisianans. Interesting. But anyway, I made my trip up there. And I got up there Friday morning and sent a picture, said, hey, here's the field. And there was like... You was at the airport, right? Yeah. Well, I was at the airport when the team got in, too. Hell, yeah. So so I got in. We got a room Friday night. Ended up in an Airbnb Saturday and Sunday. Um, the team came in Saturday. They landed at noon. They left Vegas at like 5.30, 5.45 in the morning, Vegas time. They arrived at noon Cincinnati time. And as they came down, I had a whole plan 
I had it all planned out. I was I went to the store that morning, bought a sign. I was gonna have have my wife make up this nice, beautiful, artistic sign. You know, go insomniacs, whoop the chaos, real sin city, blah blah blah. Well, what happened? I'm half asleep. What happened? And I go in to get poster board, mm-hmm. and my poster board. I buy. I'm I'm thinking, okay, if I get black poster board, a bright red is going to show up on that poster board. I'm half asleep. Wait. I'm half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm like, I'm like, that, I'm like, I either, I either buy white poster board and do red and black lettering, or I buy this black poster board and make it look really, really cool with the red lettering, like you see with the Insomniacs logo. And yeah, yeah the no, thought no, that no. counts, man. The, 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 the thought try. was good. The try. thought was good. My wife did not fail to mention to me that, hey, by the way, I'm artistic, and if you get black nothing's going to show up on black. We tried every color and it wouldn't show up on black, right? So I was like, you know what? F the sign. Let's just get down there. I heard right in front of where... invisible sign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. But I was... Uh, I was down there hey, fist no. pumping. My kids were fist pumping, hey, whooping look, and hollering. The fact that and, you went out there is inviting, great. Like, that's, as the team that's came, dope. right as where they could see the first guest, we were the first people standing right there in front of them. As they came in, fist bumping all of them, high-fiving all of them. Then when went you on landed, our uh, way. there was a lot of talk about the air quality before like the games like oh. leading up to the games. Oh yeah. About how bad the air quality was it, it actually was it that bad? It wasn't really bad air quality it was just again you're in that part of the united states where your humidity level is 50 60 percent that humidity is sneaky too when i was in louisiana in that firework tent you know we all kind of had our joke i was like you know i'm gonna get a good workout in while i'm doing fireworks that tent is a sauna oh yeah (laughs) i in bastard louisiana it did not drop below 65 percent humidity the two weeks i was there and our temperatures were easily 101, 102 with a heat index of 118, 120. All right. So, how, so, so you getting behind the mic, how did that happen? That the came lag. about Saturday morning. Um, I guess Derek had been up in the press box, had been talking to Ryan, and he was like, hey, they're dark, in, they're dark in New Jersey right now. We may need you guys to jump on and call these games if they can't get it figured out. Derek come down and told me, and I'm like, they don't have anybody better here to do it than us. At least we're here. I made the trip. At least I'm here. He's like, okay, well, at least you're ready, but realize no prep. It's like, it is what it is. We got to do it. If we got to do it, we got to do it. I wish, we gotta, did, I wish they'd have let you do it earlier because we, we only got to see the last quarter of the game. Right. We, no, it, was, we got uh, up. it was pretty much from the, pretty much the rest of the second quarter on. There was no, there was no issues. And because this was, for most of the day, there was just tremendous issues. Because it seemed like, Every other play, there'd be a gap, and then you wait. Every scoring play. We missed every single scoring play. Go back and check the comments. This was 11 a.m. We're on the field doing walkthroughs, watching the teams do their walkthroughs. Everybody's starting to show up, and I'm already getting this, hey, you might have to. And I'm like, hey, okay, I'm game face on. Let's get ready. So what I'm hearing is they, never mind. Stop. So then then the Baltimore and Tampa Bay game started. New Jersey got their stuff figured out. I'm like, hey, are we going to? Nope. New Jersey got it figured out. They're cool. But they nice. Did. Awesome. So we're sitting there. We're but watching the Nightcrawlers game. Nightcrawlers game ends the way it does. 
And I'll say this, the Nightcrawlers proved in that game that they can take a team into deep waters and survive it. Because they did. They took the Baltimore Watchmen into deep waters. They had times where they looked like they were down and out, and they kept fighting. It just seemed like... The Watchmen looked like they were a better team. But here's the thing. The whole game they did. It seemed like when the Watchmen were getting back into the game... The Nightcrawlers had an answer. They had a response Every for everything. Time. Every time. Every time. And that's, oh. and, and, and that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And, and that was the thing. And here's the thing. DRC wasn't even there. Yeah. So they didn't have, I mean, they had good corner coverage. And even. They were able to match up well. The one and, thing I'll and say. And I will they, say this. They do hit. It lo- oh, if it looks oh. like they hit on TV. That's one that question it, I had. It, they because, hit. Because they you hit. were there. Now, right? now here's, here's what I will say. And like I said in our chat, here's what I'll say. By no means. Did the Watchmen have the size as the Insomniacs? So in no way, shape, or form do I feel like the Nightcrawlers and what they faced against the Baltimore Watchmen gave them any type of readiness to be ready for what they're about to run into in the buzzsaw in Bullhead City of the Insomniac defense. Okay, Because it's going to come down to this. You're trying to compare apples to oranges. Those are two, stylistically, those are two completely different teams. Like the Watchmen... The, the, on top of the athleticism that the Watchmen have, the one thing that the Watchmen have is they have so much A7 experience, specifically this type of football experience on both sides of the yeah. ball right. and, and no. deep on every no, level. I'll give, them, like, I'll, I'll give them that, but here's the, the thing. The way like, they played that the game, way they looked, it was... Here's to me, though. on The way they looked when watching them on film, Tampa just they looked a lot a bigger than they actually were. That's when what they, I was wondering. When they, when they were on the field, when... I mean, yeah, they were big. Don't get me wrong. Like, Derek was having to look up to half them guys. Like, don't get me wrong. They yeah. were big. Well, but because I wanted to bring They didn't up a seem point. as big as what they were on video. And then when they hit, they hit, but it didn't seem like they hit the way Vegas hit. Okay, but so, I, I wanted to bring up a point about that because I'm wondering from, from, a, uh, from my standpoint, um, is it, what is it about... Like the different the different divisions to where the end product isn't looking the same because having watched all season us sitting up and 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 nitpicking every yep. single game absolutely getting to see it on the monitor while we're watching it on the field and it just seems like the physicality out here does not translate to film because now no. having to sit back and watch only on film I oh, understand no. why people say. Like yeah, no. the, the Vegas and, doesn't hit because it's not, I don't think it's, and here's it's, the, the game is shot the same. No. And I just wanted to bring this up no. to you because from watching the games up in the booth, even just from up in the stands, like from the booth, it doesn't look like you can't hear the thuds and everything. When no. I was on the field for that insomniac sick with it game, every single you heard it. play you heard it. was thuds you heard it. and, and you crunches. Oh, and don't, and and don't get me wrong. And there was, and what I'm, oh, yeah. one second. I, because of, of noticing that difference, just from our specific league, I was wondering, it, are we, because it didn't look like as physical of a game on TV as we saw on the field, like me and Dub saw on the no. field for the Insomniac no. Sick with a game. And what I'm wondering from our standpoint, from an athlete standpoint, right. when we see these highlights coming from the East Coast, Honestly, I think it might be half production. I don't necessarily think that their athletes are any better than the ones that we have out here in Vegas well, and, by and any means. And what I'm the reason I'm saying that is I think that like I think I don't know what exactly it is, but what we can do to change it to make it better because 
Derek does so much for us oh, and so much for our division. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's willing to do whatever it takes to fix these right. problems. I just don't know how the fuck to fix the problem. But cool. it's not translating on tape how physical our game is. Here's and what I, I was say. wondering if what you saw from That's, the field yeah. matched up to what you saw on the field from Vegas. Well, and and you, now, can I hear what you yeah, say? Yeah, and, and this, is, this is what I was going to say was, don't get me wrong, every play between the Watchmen and the Nightcrawlers, when there was an actual hit being laid, you heard the thud, the oomph, the... Okay. Like, it was there. Like, you heard it. So, but the guys, like I said, on film, to me, they looked a little bigger than what they actually were in real life. They didn't seem to have that I've had that feeling about the East Coast for a minute, Exa but I can't and, say that and I'm, gonna say, I'm not playing. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to say from what I saw from the stands... Your feeling is probably dead accurate. They're not. They're not built the same way we are. That's for damn sure. I just do. Think I, that that's they why have I say it. I don't believe what the Nightcrawlers bananas. faced against Baltimore in any way made them ready for what they're about to run in. in yeah, completely City. different game. So but yes, I hear what you're saying. With that said, let's go to the teletape and let's talk about how both teams got here. So, starting with the Eastern champions, the Tampa Nightcrawlers, they had a less regular season. They went four and zero in their regular season games. During the regular season, they averaged 31.4 points a game and only gave up 10, basically a little bit over 10 and a half. Only had two playoff games. In their division championship, they thrashed the O-Town Orange 84-6. And, of course, back and forth against the Watchmen, they won by a final score of 60-52. to They're this good off of six games? I'm just reading. They're this good I, off of six games. I'm just reading like, the stats. I'm just, like I'm saying, I've been I've been talking a lot about the Nightcrawlers, and I I'm, I know I cut you off a lot. I'm sorry, Doug. No, go I, ahead. I love it and respect it, but holy shit! Like that's that's something that's something crazy to build off of. Well, you and, know what I mean. Like and here's what games? I will say. Here's what I will say. Seeing that's, them seeing awesome. them in Cincinnati, that style of play they play. They fly. Match, I mean, they fly, it, but it, it matches had, what we're used to I, seeing with a flag style of team. It is because they took they took Baltimore flag, to town with a flag, flag style. But and I think if they would have tried to play, if they would have tried to play more of a fundamental style of football, they lose. Oh yes, absolutely. No, I flag agree. Wins. Seeing that in flag person, wins. hold on. Let me let me let me let me catch this camera real quick. Yeah. Flag wins. No. And a seven, flag wins. And with a seven. We're finding out that A7 translate really well into Arena League. And what yeah. translates from Arena League is a special teams player into the League League. XFL. Yeah. That's, now you're looking yeah. at 90 grand for a fucking season. Oh, and I will Come say, on now. Like, flag is going to win out. Flag, man, keep talking bad about these flag players, man. We're taking over your say, league. The, the we now run your league. Us, flag players, run this league. I will say Fuck the, the flag style of the game looked good in Cincinnati. It really did. Both teams playing it. The Nightcrawlers who really play that oh, style they really of football. Do play flag. Yeah. Well, and and the Insomniacs who they really they are about that. Like well, kings or something. Well, for one uh, thing, kings of, like Florida, kings of flag, something like that. But anyway, they're saucy. Well, yeah. well, for one thing, Mark Bagway was special against oh, yes, was. the Watchmen. But the, the, their other quarterback well, too. Yes, yes. he's yes. not even the starter. No, no. he's not even the starter. No. Neither you is Bagway. To, he's not the starter. Yeah, they don't know, have a starter really. An, yeah. Analytically, from my point, you want to know what what I think the biggest mistake of the Watchmen were, and I think a lot of people, even Ryan DePaul, who watches a lot of the East, Come and that's on, where man. he's from, even he said this, he and, even watch and I games. thought this he before he that. said it. Well, he he didn't have he didn't have any choice but to watch that game, and he, he, he said it he said it just, and I thought it before he said it, but he said it, and it was like <laughs> I did. I was, I was thinking, um, 
Again. Their biggest mistake was the switching of quarterbacks. If they leave Ace in that game and let Ace run that offense the way he runs it, I think the Watchmen win that game. It was the fact they kept switching back and forth because they thought that style has always worked. That's what's going to work here. What they didn't account for was the Watchmen know how to adjust or the or the Nightcrawlers the, know how to adjust. What, what the Nightcrawlers did was they they adjusted to the point where they took their two defensive MVPs yep. and kind of just got keep away. Yeah. It was just keep away. Okay. You you can rush like that. You can make these tackles. You can hit yeah. like this. No, okay. it absolutely it was. <laughs> then now mm-hmm. now let's just play keep away. Boom. That four that but, that little four corners. But I'm telling you, play every time they run, every time they keep away game, AKA, and then they just find somebody AKA backyard football. Yeah, but also like you could say that's also that's also uh, a Darnell Richardson smooth style. That's that is heem football, right? Anybody that plays in Vegas knows that's heem football right there. Like that is that is exactly what that is, and it it works. You just all you got to do is just keep away from the athletes. It seemed like at least for that game, Ace Boogie had the offense going the way it needed to go, and then it would. One play wouldn't go right, and they'd be like, okay, your turn. And they'd bring the other quarterback in, and the other quarterback but, would try to do, and he couldn't. But what if? He okay, couldn't so, really. But what if you, leave, got it but done what if you leave Ace in there for too long? If you leave him in there for two series, and now Tampa has a full beat on him? Now you're whooped. But some, we said but, but everybody, everybody DRC there, wasn't but even here, there. The but everybody said write, it. But you gotta you you have to ride the hot hand of the hot hands working. Right. Yeah. You, you, you gotta roll. Everybody with it. But said you also it. don't everybody go away said it from before what helped you get there. True. Here, because what brought what brought to the dance is either gonna win yep. or are gonna go down. Live absolutely. Sword, I, I, I agree yeah. with that one thousand percent. And they they absolutely lived and died by it this season, the Watchmen did at the end. Because I think everybody even said it. I think Derek might have said it pregame. I think Chris might have said it pregame. Like, even the production crew might have said it pregame. Like, look, Ace is the best chance for the Watchmen to beat the Nightcrawlers. If they switch, they're done. And they switched, and they got roasted. Well, not to mention two, conse- well, not to, not to mention two consecutive 3-on-1 returns by the Nightcrawlers didn't help also. Right. He's, Which, every, when he touches the ball, he, it, it's like he just knows how to hit that return. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it... He's not the most explosive explosive player on that team. He's his field vision, I think, is what really does that for him. Well, like Gail Sayers used to say, give me eighteen inches of daylight, that's all I need. And I mean, you know, if I had eighteen you, inches, I'd be in a whole different profession. If, if you have that all you need is a crease. And once you have that crease and once you hit that crease, it's the difference between the end zone or you're going down getting tackled. Yep. But the Nightcrawlers put up 60 against the Watchmen, beating them 60-52. So for their playoff stats, they have averaged 72 points a game while giving them 29. On the other side, how the Insomniacs got here. Whooping ass. In a sense of running the gauntlet, they finished the regular season 7-0. I think they whooped ass first and took names later. <laughs> they averaged a double nickel, 55 points a game, only giving up 9. So in the wild card round, they Jesus shut up the Insomniacs, 71 nothing. Then they, were, then they were human. They actually gave up a touchdown to OTT, winning 82-6. to six. Man, OTT gave, earned that one. They did earn that they touchdown. Gave. Then the much-anticipated rematch between Sick and the Insomniacs turned God, into... That game, game was fun. That game was so fun <laughs> to watch as a fan. I'm telling you, that game was so fun to watch as a fan. I wasn't even mad at oh, my, my phone. It was, Skype. It, I was it, just it, down there screaming. It was chippy. It was physical. But at the end, the Insomniacs kept their composure and got the win by 20 
45-25. And in the battle for the real title of Sin City, it was the real Sin City of the Las Vegas Insomniacs. Can you call that a battle? The wash. It was a 56-13 thrashing. And, and Mr. Yes, Conley, whatever field I, that is, absolutely. that is now considered the Las Vegas now, wash. Now, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back now. Thank you. We Come were again. sitting there watching the Insomniacs game. I'm rooting as a fan. My family's enjoying it. We're standing up there. We're like, early this game is over. Like, we're just enjoying it. From what I hear, it, I it hear, was over as soon as AJ walked past everybody and pretty, they got scared. Well, he, he, yeah, he walked to go take care of business and he was stre- he was they said something to him. Yeah. They, said, they said something to him and from that point on, he was like, I'm ready to get on the field. I'm ready to get on the field. I'm ready and, to field on. Let's was, go, let's go. And he was stretching his ankles. And, Play, oh my. He he did well. That was but, well. That was after he had jumped off sides the first two plays, and if uh-huh. the play, and if the plays were ran through, he would have had two sacks, which would have gave him his was, five because I said over under five, and he was more than halfway there, 20, and then didn't get it. I think it was twenty one or twenty two to six or eight at the point where they had no shot. Right, Ryan. I heard I heard Ryan from in the booth because he's in the booth doing main production, and I hear him go, "Where's Casey?" And Derek went right here. And then Derek looked at me and said, Casey, Booth, now. And I went, huh? He said, Booth, they need you. I went in there, and Ryan's like, Did you mess up any names? Here you go. Did I mess up any names? Yeah, I don't know. He, no, he didn't. I, pro- think, I was listening he for didn't it, too. Pro- No, he didn't pronounce any names for the chaos. He just went off of nope. numbers. Yep. Good. No, I, I, I didn't, look, I didn't learning, have a roster. Man. The only thing I knew was the quarterback keynote. Yeah. The only, he, the only thing I knew for the chaos was their their He basically just running, went numbers their, for the chaos yeah. and what and you know he knows the insomniacs because we've been doing games all year. And I don't eh. think. Hey, and let's. I don't think. No, you, you listened. I don't think I missed any no, of no, the I'm names of the insomniacs no, at all. I'm just fucking so, wrong. Like, but well, I did well, know well, keynote, and that well, was the like one or week. whatever his name is for the chaos. Like I said last week, I didn't know anybody else. For you, I, I have. No I know idea. the guy that they were all hyping up of coming out of the didn't, arena that was going to be the running back was didn't know him. Oh, he he didn't do nothing. <laughs> but I mean, like I said last they week, for you, for you to just go there in a sense on a whim, no notes, no nothing, and to do what you did. Oh, that was flawless. I'm going to tell you guys, high moment of my career. I looked at Derek. I might have messaged Derek afterwards. I said. I've been doing this 10 plus years professionally, including college. This is what I was working towards. And I finally got there, but it wouldn't have been without thanks to Mr. Derek Duncan. And I told him, I said, I owe you so much thanks for that opportunity even arising. Because if you don't open that door for me last spring and invite me in to be the broadcaster and have that much faith in me that I can do it and be what you need me to be. And we've had our rough patches and had to work through them and, I've had to step my game up a little bit, but I have. I've adapted and done well. And for you to give me that opportunity, that is what opened the door for Cincinnati. And I thank you so much, so much for that. And I still do today. Like, I, And that will never go away. Hats off to Mr. Duncan for giving me that oh, opportunity, for sure. But it, it definitely the high moment of my career so far. Uh, another thing we were seeing uh, on, the, on film, how, what, was the, what was the field conditions like? We saw we saw people like having a bunch of trouble getting trying to get traction. Is it was that grass was like was it just it loose? It seemed honestly it didn't seem loose. Like here we see them slip and slide we all the time lot, but and we it, get a lot of it. When the turf gets hot, it Exactly. It, it gets. This this turf felt at least to me, now I went in cleats 
but I was in a pair of brand new shoes that I bought and it felt like moving around out there that it got decent traction. Now, as it got hotter throughout the day and that humidity set in, I don't know, condensation build on turf. I don't know. Maybe the humidity caused a little bit of a slip and a slide issue and some, some traction issues. I think the people who played the earlier game had the advantage. Okay. Can I ask you, what did the Nightcrawler's sidelines feel like? How did they? How did they seem like as like a as a unit? How did they move? They how were, were together. They, they, they were, were together. together. Okay. They were. They were. I didn't seem to realize a whole lot of fighting and arguing. Now, what I will say, the Baltimore sideline, the sideline we were closest to, when they got down, you could tell there were some guys getting at each other. That they're like, like that team started to really not not feel it, and you could feel the moment when Baltimore kind of had a feeling they this is our last gasp effort. And they couldn't do nothing. I think it was on that fourth down, and they turned it over, and that was it. Okay, so as we break down the Nightcrawlers, um, obviously this team is very athletic. Very, very athletic and very, very skilled. And basically a lot of them come from a flag from a flag um, breakdown. So given what you've seen on film and given what you saw live in Cincinnati, and, I will, and I'll start with you. What's something you take from them? Like what what's what what impresses you what impresses you about the Nightcrawlers? What impresses me about the Nightcrawlers for one, Henderson is who Henderson is. That's he hits. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He'll stop people. But what impressed me the most about them, I think, was the speed. They are fast, they are quick, they will beat you over the top, and that quarterback will hit it. He's accurate. But he can also move on his feet. So you got to account for that too. Like, that's, that's the big takeaway. I didn't realize how good on his feet he was. Like, I had heard, hey, he can run and he can throw. No, he can run and he can throw. All that talk is not hype. That is legit shit. <laughs> Scotty? I think the, the thing that stood out the most for me is, like, their ability to regardless of who was in like subbing out or they and they didn't they don't sub a crazy amount on defense but the the ability to to maintain their composure and like being able to maintain their discipline like being able to maintain their assignment so like when the play did break down they weren't running all over scrambling trying to figure it out they trusted each other to know their assignment and to get there like so, that's why I was wondering what the sidelines felt like because well if the sidelines are good, if the sidelines are good, there is no arguing. If people are talking, like, and we're not talking like like getting loud with each other, you got to get on this end because that that still changes the tone a little bit. If guys are cool, calm, and collected, playing that fast and intense, and having conversations on the sideline, not giving orders on the sideline, then it brings in a whole other like threat to the game because you're not you're not gonna get in their head they just wanted a playoff game by eight points and they're not they weren't tripping no, I was back to say. back they were giving their best shots and i don't think they were they pulled anything you know what i mean like they were giving the watchman all they could give and the watchman barely didn't have enough like if the watchman had if the watchman had maybe played in a couple of national flag tournaments together as a unit different ball game you know what I mean? Just to know how these guys move. Like, because they move like flag players. You know what I mean? So, like, the, the ability to move and game plan like a flag team, and what that means is they're going to take more chances. 
They're going to, but also you're going to take safe chances. And what that means is like that backstack position that, that the kryptonite used with, with RTC. Okay. You got a fast rush. Okay. I'm going to give it to one of the best athletes in the league in open space. And I'm, I bet he can break a tackle. Can you get two to him before he can get to the outside? Well, it, it's a safe chance because, okay, we have this incredible rush. They have the ability to spread the ball out and not just spread the ball out once, but usually when a team pitches, like when a team throws the ball behind the line of scrimmage, now it's going forward. They have no issue throwing the ball back three times. That's flag football. You know what I mean? You're not going to get that from playing at, I don't care what D1 fucking college you played at. You don't get that experience. That, that pursuit is different. That's why Vegas is better than fucking everybody. Our pursuit. And it's because of how we learned how to play football. We may not have grown up with the best athletes. We got the best athletes now in high school. We didn't grow up with the best athletes. But we got, we got Cali right here. We, we had to pursue because we might miss the first fucking tackle. And in flag, you know how hard it is, how easy it is to miss a flag? You got to keep pursuing. You got to make sure that you got your, your, your guys back. And if somebody knows you got their back, it makes it a lot easier to make the fucking tackle. Because the pressure's not on you. You know you got somebody coming. That's what sets us apart. That's what makes us different. But this is the first team we're running into that also has these same fucking attributes. Yeah. And I am way excited to see this fucking game. Oh, you said, you said it best, too. You said it best when you said yelling and screaming and demanding and demanding people to do things on the sidelines. Like, anytime, you, anytime I looked over, I don't know if Derek looked over, anytime I looked at Crossfield and looked at the Nightcrawler sideline, it wasn't yelling and screaming. It was a group of guys coming together going, okay, this is what we need to do. This is what we saw. Let's make this adjustment and let's do it. And it was, or it was, hey, you, I noticed you doing this. Let him go in and get next time and see if he can adjust better. So it and seems the like and, and so they were, two they, they're, they were together. That's what I mean by they were together. They weren't yelling, and it didn't seem like at any point, even when they were down big, it didn't seem like they were so yelling was, and screaming. It was more of coaching amongst themselves yes. as opposed to it seemed that going way. back and forth. At least in my eyes, it seemed that way. Yes. Perfect. So well, that makes it that makes that makes them even tougher. So, I think that may be that that eight point differential. So, Scotty, let me ask you this: Put your uh, defensive coordinator cap on. How do you prepare for a talent that is Mark Bagley? Like, what what do you do? Pursue. Maintain maintain your assignments and pursue. Don't over like, Don't let. But see, that's that's part of pursuit. Is a good DN knows the difference. Exactly. A, a good DN knows when not to go for the tackle. Yeah. Sometimes that's not the most important thing. Because if he breaks you, if he breaks that contain, now he can throw the ball with confidence. Well, no, that's but if you maintain the containment and he can't make that one more move, that throw is going to have a little bit of hesitation on it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's going to be the key to the game. It's going to be the pursuit and it's going to be, it's going to be everybody's pursuit all the way through the depth because Tampa runs a tempo. So, yeah. Would you say perhaps the over pursuit can help set up somebody else on the defensive end to get the tackle per se? Would, would that be a strategy? Not with the no. way we run defense. Not with how we run defense. That would be something if you could if you could get away with rushing two like like sometimes the pit bosses could get away with in the fall brawl. But I think that's a a, a lack of you know offensive linemen and uh, like the talent they were playing against. But you can't. You can't over pursue. That's the worst no, no. possible thing you can do because once he 
once Bagway or like any or the other quarterback, once they get some space, they don't need to break all the way across the field. He needs a half a second. No, that's what so, yeah, so like, I was going to say. So that over pursuit to try and set up a big hit on the other side, Thank it you. sounds good and it looks good in the movie. No, but against somebody like that, he's in that little fraction of a second. He's going to let that ball go. And that, that Florida speed is going to be out of there. Or let me bring it to you a different way. Like he brings it as not the way in the insomniacs play defense, not the way we play defense out here with any other team. Maybe that works a little bit, but against Bagway. Like he said, that slight over pursuit, he's either a going to release the ball downfield to a defender that can beat somebody over the top, or he's going to find his step and then he's going to take off and there's not going to be enough of a pursuit there to back it up. And but even a, because a of the pocket pursuit, you, you so, start over pursuing, all they got to do is really step up into right. a creative pocket. And like you, Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond would love I don't even think you have to give him a half a second him. though. I don't even you know think you have I mean? to give Bagway half a second. Yeah. I mean, he's he's that quick with the way he thinks because of how long he's been in this game. Like, he's on a different level when it comes to quarterback in the A7. And not on a different level from what we have in Las Vegas. No. He's no. on a different level from what they have seen. Yes. Like, over there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he's not on a different—he's good, and he could start on, you know, most teams out here. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's trash. 95% He's amazing. Yes. But also, I think that we have better quarterbacks. Oh, no, here. Absolutely. But I'm not going to argue. Also, with that. I'm arrived from my city, and I think our guys are better. Period. Yeah, no, I do too. I'm just bringing a different. Yeah. So when they start playing that lateral game, AJ's going to kill somebody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bottom line, regardless of whether or not they have the ball, that's that's what you have to understand about AJ's pursuit and his motor is relentless. Him, well, him and Mac are the reason I'm going to play for the Insomniacs. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I could, everybody else could leave that team tomorrow. And that is official, ladies and gentlemen. He just said. Yeah, no, it, like everybody else could leave that team tomorrow. Like, I'm going to play with them. Like, I went to play with Mac, and AJ's my favorite player in A7. Like, and, and because, because of his pursuit, his motor, and when he turns, when he turns to pursue the ball, it's 100% he's going to make the tackle. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, what Brian Erlacher used to call him, loafs. There's no loaf in that man. You know what I mean? So with all that pitching back and forth, if somebody if somebody gets rid of the ball and tries to block, good luck. Say goodbye to your sternum. This is the biggest yeah. compliment I can give him. And I normally don't make comparisons like this, but the way he pursues and his motor, it eerie reminds me of Lawrence Taylor. I was Lawrence Taylor in his prime with the Giants. Yes. It's yeah. it's and 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 in my opinion, LT is perhaps the greatest defender I've seen yes. in my lifetime. I mean, the, the whole game plan changed because of 56. Yeah. His motor and the way he pursues to get to the quarterback reminds me so much of LT. It's ridiculously yeah. funny. Yeah. And he's been working on his hands. So, like, but also at the same time, there's a way to get around that. True. But that pitch and catch, it's going to get somebody, it's going to get one of their good players hurt. Like, playing against a defense like ours, because, okay, like, you might get it away with me two steps away this first time, but the next time you're going to barely get it away. And I know the third time I'm teeing off on you. I don't give a fuck if you get the ball away or not, because I know it's going to still be touching your fingers when I crack you. And now you're never going to throw that fucking ball again. If I hit you like that, you're never throwing that ball again. Tell me how you really feel. I mean, look, <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple quarterbacks out here that will not try and throw the ball when they're fucking when when they're held on to no more. Here's what I think the biggest biggest difference 
in this weekend is going to be come the championship. And, best and I'll three say, on ones I'll say to ever. Well, this is going to be a best well, three the best, on one the best matchup. three on one matchup ever Ooh, for sure. Took the for sure. Ran out of my mouth. PTSD no, is going. I'm going to have a. This season. is why because everything else is going to be so good about the game. What it's what Same to me arena. and I think I said it in in oh our God. in our group in our chat. I said what it's going to really come down to between these two games, these two teams, and what's the difference? Go down the rosters, name the players, and follow that name up with the first word that comes to mind. Dogs. Yeah. How many dogs do the Insomniacs have? I can't name as many dogs for the Nightcrawlers. I mean, go down, honestly, go down that Insomniacs roster. Name a player. Dog. Yeah. Tone Smith. It's dog. Hard, it's hard to argue that. Trey that. Robinson. Dog. I can't Matt wait Kinney, to see. Dog. I can't AJ wait. AJ McQuaid. Dog. Debo Munchie. Mouth. Dog. Munchie. <laughs> dog. Scooter Hamilton. Dog. Like, come on. Everybody and down that roster. I can't wait to see this. And RTC, plays like it too. RTC versus Henderson. RTC dog. Like RTC on. versus Henderson. And, and this is going. To, that's going to be crazy. They're, they're not just both just like big oafs. You know what I mean? Like they both know how to play this game. Before you continue, ladies and gentlemen, the very proud owner of the LA Nevada division has joined us, Mr. Derek Duncan. How art thou, sir? Tim Burr. Uh-oh. Tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, knocking, so, knocking shit over. Okay, so while you were uh, coming in, we were breaking down the uh, Nightcrawlers from what we've seen, what Casey saw live, what um, Scotty saw on film. You were there live also. You guys are talking about fishing worms? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Cool. The best fishing worms out there the best the way to get some trout and some bass. Yes, Nightcrawlers. Some bass, not some, bass. Not some ass. Got it. <laughs> yes. But uh, your take real quickly on the, the uh, Tampa Nightcrawlers from what you've seen. Speed, 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 speed. Thank you. Yep. And endurance to go with it. Yep. You will not wear them down. So if you think your depth is going to get them in a position where you're going to be able to run them off the field in the third and fourth quarter because you've been running them all day, they will run with you the entire time. You have to be physical to wear them down. you got a body punch to wear them down. Just running and trying to run them off. It's not going to work. So with the boxing analogy, would you say the Insomniacs establish the jab and jab, 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 jab? No. No? Really? Body. Oh. Go to the body. Get get them weak so you take away their endurance. Get them on the ground. Do a little extra while you're down there. I'm not advocating for that, but do a little extra while you're down there. (laughs) And make make sure you, you take their ability to recover quickly. Just like boxing. Just like UFC. Body, body kicks, body blows, once they start getting weak and they can't recover that way, and then, you get, then, then you can win the game. Because uh, talent-wise, speed-wise, we are evenly matched. I think they've likely got better endurance than we do. So our advantage needs to – the way we gain the advantage is by hitting and being aggressive at the line and taking the game to them. Do not let the game come to you. You let the game come to you, that game is over. Yeah. Ask the watchman. <laughs> They gave him such a good shot. Look, the Watchmen, like, they really played a really good game. Yes, if they were playing they anybody besides yeah. the, the, the Nightcrawlers or the Insomniacs, they, they win that game. Absolutely. Mangle. Right. Mangle anybody the, else. The, yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of talent on that team, ton of depth, not the same elite speed across the board, and that's where their shortcoming was. But they are physical, and because of their physicality, they – Got some advantages on them, but they didn't stick with that same physicality the whole time. They try to get gadgety, trying to do a lot of things. Uh, uh, 
let people get behind them on defense instead of knocking them out at the line. Like, you got to be physical with these boys or you're going to get whooped. And they right. didn't pull out a Baltimore special. Yeah, right. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> All right. Now you want to talk about this matchup. So the floor, R- the, RTC, the, the floor is yours. Man, as RTC I give the and Henderson, as man. I give the to the Viking. Go ahead, sir. I think this is the swing of the game. Really, I think so. Like because it, it, just because of what what just kind of piggybacking off of what Derek just said. That's the body blow. That's the liver shot because that controls everything. Henderson, if <clears throat> and Henderson. Henderson and AJ are are my two defensive player of the year. Like there's no there's really no other option. Fair analogy. It, from my from from my standpoint, there's my east to west. I'll let somebody smarter than me pick between the two of them because I'm biased. Um but Henderson, the way he tracks the football, the way he meant like the way he controls the defense and this is just from on film. I don't know how it sounds on like cuz we can't hear the field. But it just seems like he maintains his composure throughout, like, even, like, the tough times and everything. Like, he's able to to control the defense in a way to where if he struggles, if he misses a tackle, if he if RTC gets up on him a couple of times and, and gets to chirping, I think that game is over. I think it's over. Because I think everybody looks to him, and if he if, – if, RTC can get him to hang his head one time. One fucking time. Done. It's over. It's <laughs> fucking over. Because it's blood in the water and our team is full of fucking sharks. If he drops his head one fucking time, it's over with. One truck stick. If Matt Kenny, if Matt Kenny puts him on his back and RTC scores, game's done. It might not be. It's, I'm not saying we blow him out. I'm not saying we blow him out. I'm saying... It could frustrate him, and if we frustrate that one player, the defense falls apart, and now we just have to get one stop See, because di- they can score with us. I disagree with if Mac puts him on his back and they score, it's over, but the hang in the head thing, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah I agree absolutely. with that because Mac is going to put anyone in this league on their back, yeah. and RTC is yeah. going to score as long as those two t- guys are on the team together. And these guys have the resilience to bounce back. I don't see that being the, but if, okay. But if he goes, oh fuck, man, this is this ain't for me. A confidence but, breaker. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if if it's a confidence breaker and he doesn't bounce back from that, then I would agree with you. But Henderson, Either, Henderson's oh, not a guy who, who's so, that. Okay, let me let Here's me amend I'll, that. Then if if RTC breaks his tackle, that's yeah, what there I, you go. I was or, just getting there. Right. Yes. Or if he can't even get to him, right. If he can't get his fucking hands on him, if he and outruns he just him, gets yeah, frustrated. Right. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like if he just. I, then, then that can be a problem. I, I was never, totally no, going go, to go to that to with say. the tackle. <laughs> I was going oh, to say if he tries to give RTC, like, oh, they could just no. If he no. tries to give RTC his best shot and RTC just shakes it off and shrugs it off, oh, he will. Then, then that right there is the game RTC over. could shake. After what we've seen from that man, oh, I know he Wilkerson will. can shake anything off. It. it doesn't matter. I'm Wilkerson could get hit by a cat bus. And yeah. walk away. You mean an RTC bus? They yeah. don't make cat buses anymore. Exactly. I called him the cat bus <laughs> the very first program. I'm like somebody looked at me like, we don't have those anymore. I was like, okay, he's the RTC. It's, it's, it's well, been a while you, since I was that bro. Well, you saw how he ran against the chaos. I mean, I'm coming up on it again. Yes. Whatever. You saw how he ran against the chaos. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's pretty fair to say that. That's not I, fair, though. That's 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 varsity playing a freshman team. I'm just talking, no, about, I'm, I'm just talking about how he ran the football. Assessment. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's the, With that, the aggression? That, that's all yeah, I'm saying. From that first run toss, from yes. the first toss where yes. he shook off, like he literally just pushed two people off of him, two grown men, 
Just pushed him. But not Get just, but not just that. He, he, just, he turned around and looked back at them as mm-hmm. he's on his way to the mm-hmm. end zone. Pat and Schwank on the, on the head mid-play for pancakes. Nah, we see it. It, it that, I think that matchup causes a lot of fucking problems. But also, I'm also really, really excited to see because DR, who is DRC going to try and lock up? Does he lock up the fastest man in the league, Donye? Or does he try to lock up him Davik, which is one of the most dangerous receivers? Him or does he try to lock up Munchie, who is Debo? The Swiss Army knife. So Davik did tell me while we were in Ohio, he finally beat Donye in a race. So I don't know uh, who the fastest man in the league. Okay, is. has that been? Con- <laughs> has that? Been well, Donye con- wasn't there to confirm I it. So. Need okay. tape. I Davik, yeah. I'm not saying we, we need film. any type of slow. We need film. No type. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I. I'm just saying. You need Kanye. a photo finish, huh? <laughs> but speaking of which, Kanye something that Kate, something that Casey did point on earlier in this uh, in this podcast, I definitely do agree. I think the biggest difference possibly could come down to the three on one. Just extra points. That too, but I I really think the three on one can really play a big factor just because both teams have guys that are very capable of taking it back to the house. So just give me your pinpoint on that. I want to know how I know that uh, the insomniacs have given up very few returns for touchdowns. I would like to know how the night crawlers, I haven't paid attention to it yet, but I would like to know what their coverage is like. They did a very good job in Ohio. I know their return game is amazing, but I also, I don't know if the watchmen have the return. No, they got, they got, they got some speedsters. They have some speedsters, but Keese being one of them. Keese's. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think we, I give I give us the slight edge, but I'm I'm super biased. Look, I'm gonna go and talk some shit right now. Like, they gave up 30 points a game to scrubs, to straight up scrubs. Yeah. The Insomniacs yeah. are an elite team. They're putting up 60. Are you going to be able to put up 60 as well? If you're giving up 30 to scrubs, they're putting up 60 in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Are you also going to be able to put up 60? And they haven't taken a game seriously. And yet. the Insomniacs are giving up 11 a game. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to be, uh, even you're an elite squad, are you, you'll probably put up 25 to 30. If they put up 60, guess what? You just lost. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I, I think this game I, will go all four quarters for ab- absolutely. I don't, I don't see it going any other way, but going all four quarters. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not no, in the same mercy rule. No, I don't, I, I don't think the Insomniacs are going to blow them out. I think no. it's going to be a close game, no. a one score game. But on paper, based on the comp, yeah. based on the end results, the, the Insomniacs should run away with this thing. But ugly. these guys are ballers in yes, Florida. Sir. They're going to figure it out, and they're going to play hard. Like I said earlier, six games? This is how good they are off of six games? Right. That's scary, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean they pretty much have the same unit they had last season and added some more talent. And they, right. were, they were great last season to the point they almost beat a version of the Watchmen team last season and had them beat had they not got stupid at the end of the game. They were in the exact same situation this year at the end of the game and they respected the football and didn't screw it up this time and walked away with an eight-point win. Yep. There was no dancing in the last two minutes from the Nightcrawlers this this time. Yeah, (laughs) and you guys guys were talking about uh, what the Nightcrawlers looked looked like on the sideline. I was like, I did not see anything from them on the sideline. I was like, I couldn't pay attention to that. Unfortunately, I was there as a fan. And then when all the tech broke down and we were talking about stuff and trying to help out and doing what we can do. And, you know, I'm still there trying to help the insomniacs and take care of them, make sure they have everything. I I missed a lot of what I wanted to see. So now I'm watching film and watching it back. And it's 
It's going to be fun. I think the Insomniacs win. I think they yeah, win by, by like six. four. I, like four I think I saw more yeah. of that game than Mr. Duncan Insomniacs did because of, <laughs> right. because of the things you were doing to try to help out right. until I got called upon. I so. definitely think it's fair to say both teams are very athletic. <sighs> almost, oh, almost kind of similar, but as we always say, styles make fights. I think by far for the Nightcrawlers, this is the most, most athletic team they've seen all year in the Insomniacs. And perhaps you maybe could say the same thing. This is the first athletic team that Insomniacs have seen all year. That can be up for debate. Definitely the fastest team they've yeah. seen. Definitely the best fastest right. by far. So it's, con- it's contrasting styles. Well, like I say, in Florida, four, four threes grow on trees. We got a few of them in Las Vegas that we'll but be able they, to hang with they, them. They all, have, they all have that speed out there. Right. Yeah. It's insane. Like, Florida speed is different. Like, it's Florida speed is different. And I, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it because like it's not like a it's not a straight top end speed. It's a speed in and out of the break. And shifty. As it's hell. a quickness. Right. Like it's it's the agility level that comes out of Florida is uncanny and reaction time. Right. So it's like and they know they I don't know if they study the game or what it is, but it's like they know when to break down. They know when you don't break down, and when to make their cut. It's. It's fucking different. Yeah, like but, playing like, and that's just playing flag. But trying to tackle somebody compared to trying to exactly. pull a flag is different. And that's where the insomniacs have the advantage because when someone breaks down in front of them and they think they're going to shift and try to get around oh, they them, crack. they are. Trey is going to lower his head with his little ass, little strong ass, and run somebody over. Man, I love watching his him do. That. I'm like, like you can get around him, on. but no, I'm going through you, and then I'm stepping over you with the shades no. on. Right. With his shades on. Okay, so let me he's, ask this question. He's, he's one of the only people that has you a downward see, stiff arm. Right. Like, he'll let you get super close to him and then push you down right. like he's that. He uses leverage. Yep. He runs. It's like he has incredible core strength. So, like, he meets you up top, tries to get you to push just a little bit back, and then he pushes you down. It's it's quite clever. Right. Right. Casey, special. real quick, and then I will ask this question for the panel. Go ahead. You're going about to make, oh, make a point. I was just going to say, you want to see... An example of Trey hitting somebody and not giving a fuck? <laughs> Go to my YouTube channel and check out one of my shorts. He hits somebody in pads and bounces back up and says, you're going to learn today, oh, dummy. I remember that one. And that's his energy. Right, that's that his was, energy yeah. he brings. Imagine that now without pads. <laughs> right. he, he hits the same way. It All doesn't right. matter. So let me bring this across for the panel. The game's indoors, but it is still playing in dry heat. Even though there's going to be air conditioning, do you think that plays any kind of a difference at all for a team from we Florida pulled, coming from nope. humidity? To I think we pulled the one team that it really doesn't fucking matter against. Yeah. Right. Good point. It's the one team yeah. that, Good point. honestly, all that, humidity, all that shit got... we did talking about, oh, welcome to Nevada, welcome to this heat and all that bullshit, none of it matters now. No. Okay. They're from fucking Florida. I just, it's, it's just <laughs> because they're, used they're used to 99, 100 degrees with 90 degree hum, or 90% humidity. Yeah. So, like, it honestly, it doesn't, it, it, honestly, it might give them a bit of an edge because their body is, like, used to, used to reta- trying to retain water. So, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think, I think somebody from the Northeast struggles when they come out here. But I think Florida, we pulled the, we pulled the wrong fucking team for that. Well, let, me right. tell, let me tell you where the advantage is going to come in. Okay. How far both teams go in the flag tournament the day before. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So they are going to be some of the best talent out there and have a chance to be in that championship game. And if they have to go against each other in that championship <laughs> game... Knowing that they're going to be playing each other the next the day for twenty five for twenty five bands instead of just the ten, it's going to get weird. 
and dudes are going to level up for that for that Saturday game. A chance to get thirty five racks. Yeah. Bro, you clean sweep on the weekend? Man. That's thirty five That is right. Yeah. That is winning. That's that's winning when are winning the means something. locked for the flag tournament. Uh, rosters are not locked, but the, the teams are locked. Mm. So I'm going to bring my cleats. I ain't on nobody's team, but I'm going to bring my cleats. Oh. We're going to see. I, I, I think that was, an, that was an open casting call. He said, if you yet. want me, pick me up. I here I am. I ain't played no so play. the I'm, Rainbow I'm Bridge of Osgod is ready to lower the hammer. Man, look, man, I haven't, I mean... If I had a hammer, I'd be in a whole different line of work. Hey, man, if there's a way to get back into football, go do but, it in a flag man, game, look, dude, I, that's what I. Money. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like, go get your field surgery, back in a flag game with yeah, some money I, on the line. I did lose over half my blood yeah. February 22nd. Oh, shit. So, like, like I, I, I still think I'm, I'm pushing it a little bit, you know what I mean, as far like, I still haven't even given it six months, but I want to play so fucking bad. So, so play. play. This game was, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, and I think flag would be better than to, to just jump right play. back into an A7 game. Right. So, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the but le- I'll the- have my cleats and I'll have my flags. So And his hammer. Yeah. All you need, is, all all you need is a jersey. Squad. Yeah. I mean, I got a white jersey and a black jersey. So what's up? Calling all flag tournament teams that are playing this weekend. The Viking is a free agent and looking for a home. Yeah, I want to play. <laughs> Let's go. Hit and he'll up. bring all of Asgard with him. Vinny Let's Gelato said, come to CK Heem. Oh, shit. Heem's in there? Oh, well, I already have a team then. He's been claimed off waivers. Not, if Heem is in a tournament, I'm not playing with nobody else. That's who I came into playing flag with. That's Sherm's team, right? right? No, Heem is uh, with me, Smooth, CJ, uh, Jimmy, and all of them. Like, okay. the, guy, like the, the core base from Kryptonite. Got it. Yeah, it's that. Okay. Like, yeah, well. we, we've been playing together. Like, now I just... Just that A7 quick. Just that quick. No, I'm going to play with them, yeah. He has been signed. Yep, that quick. Well, we've talked That's about... Five seconds and, and I already got my jersey. <laughs> we've been talking about Bullhead City ad nauseum for the last three months. Well, it's finally here. So, there's no more talk about the road to Bullhead City. We will be there this weekend, arriving on Friday, of course, talking about the biggest foodie truck festival that Bullhead City has ever seen. There are vegan options, so if you're hungry, bring your stomach to taste some of this good food. In addition to that, you got car shows. Pharaoh's Car Club of Arizona, the Colorado River Corvette Club. So if you like Corvettes, Little Red Corvette, T-Tops, whatever you like, come check that out. Also, Anderson themselves will be having some cars. So if you like hot rods, if you like old school, just whatever kind of car you like, come out to the car show. Of course, all this talk about the flag tournaments with 10 racks on the line. That's a flag tournament on Saturday. Not to mention the combine on Saturday and Sunday, ran by former... Just Saturday. Just Saturday now? Yep. No Sunday? Okay. Correction. Just on Saturday before the championship game, it is still being ran by Mike Tice. You will still get AFL scouts, XFL scouts, USFL scouts. Again, you have a shot? You have a dream? Come out. Go for it. It's and been if- awfully fucking quiet. I'm calling out everybody in Las Vegas. Uh-oh. Fuck that. It's been loud. No, because Reek did this shit in the, in the players' chat, and I fucking agree with them. And Reginald Black, uh, he hopped on it and co-signed his shit. Like, it's real shit. What the fuck are y'all scared of? Y'all haven't been working out? Y'all been fucking sitting at home expecting these opportunities? Like, y'all, we can't fucking sit here and expect to get these looks and get these shots and get these deals and get paid to play this fucking game if y'all sitting at fucking home smoking cigarettes and, 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 and not doing a goddamn thing. We're not filling up the fucking seats. We're not because y'all, y'all want to be bullshitting around all the fucking time. 
If you really have the talent and you've been putting in the fucking work, you're going to bring fucking people out to watch you. Point blank, period. Look at the teams that bring out fucking players, like bring out fans. Get your ass in the gym. Quit being fucking lazy. Quit getting walked all over. Get some fucking pride. Man, stand the fuck up, man. Get get your shit together and get out there and put some fucking numbers out there and quit talking shit. Fuck. This public service announcement was brought to you by Scott the Viking McCorkle from the Rainbow Bridge of Osgard. Stand on business. God damn it. Stand. Everybody talking shit. Everybody talking shit. I do this. I do that, man. I ain't, I ain't seen nobody talk about the fucking combine. But Lavish with a broken foot and Reek who's in the gym all fucking day. Yeah, but look at the way he fucking plays. Look at the way he fucking plays. He's going somewhere. For sure. He's fucking going somewhere. He won't be in, And he, hopefully he comes back to teach somebody else how to fucking do it once he makes it to the XFL, to the AFL, to CFL, and then to the fucking league. He's got yeah. the attitude. He's got the drive. He's got Let's the fucking, go. he's got everything to do it. Man, y'all, man, if, if there's some young kids out there and they want to fucking role model in the A7FL, man, look at, look at what Tariq does. Look at what he does. He's putting in the fucking work. He stretches. He's working on mobility. He's doing the right fucking things. Man, he's a good kid and he's not out there, like, he's not out there on all that, that oorah bullshit. Like, he, he's really just about putting in work and playing the fucking game, man. Shout out to him for putting in the work. Scott McCorkle. Hey, Chris Vera's in the chat. He's listening now. Oh, nice. And Trey asks, where's my daddy? So, <laughs> Trey, your daddy's in the chat now. Trey's y'all got to well, figure it out. Trey, your dad is on assignment somewhere in the Fortress of Solitude, but don't worry. I think Chris works for the CIA. He don't really ever talk about what he does. <laughs> right. right. He just goes on assignment every once in a while, and it's right. always last second. He flies in just in the nick of time. Wearing, wearing glasses. Yeah. Like, why are you wearing glasses? There's some blacklist type, type <laughs> shit, I'm telling you. What's that wig? <laughs> hold on I'm yeah, trying you know, to You're going to have to paint on some eyebrows for that no, He says he's on. in Seattle for work He is in the Pacific, the beautiful Pacific Northwest I was trying to get one of his They got great strip clubs In Seattle? Seattle in has Seattle? Seattle, uh, Seattle and Portland Like because they're They touch the SeaTac area Portland I agree with They I, all have I, I'm pretty sure it's the highest strip club Per capita area In the entire country I'm then, pretty fucking sure. That's they have the more reason, strip clubs than Vegas do. Then that's the reason their talent's so diluted. Ah, uh, yeah, that <laughs> right, bro. We hit some strip clubs in Seattle, and they were not the business. I, oh, I, yeah, they look, need to get in the league so we can talk like to them about what's going clubs, on. Though. I like terrible strip clubs. I love Chicas Bonitas and Talk of the Town out here. If you don't know about Talk of the Town, there was an amputee chick that had track marks in the stump. <laughs> they have metal chairs. How you gonna talk about metal fold out chairs? How you gonna talk about crazy strip clubs and not bring up the villa? Oh, Larry's Gorillas? The, yeah. The Larry's shit, Gorillas? The shitty the shit titty. Shut down. Oh, <laughs> <bro>. oh man. <laughs> hey, look, anywhere that you could get a steak in Vegas, a steak and see some titties is fucking amazing steak, in my book. Steak, titties, and a skin graft. Oh. <laughs> and if you walk in with some construction boots on and First a hammer loop, you get a discount. Done. <laughs> it's done. It's over with. You can get an eight ball and a steak. I mean, um, <laughs> pool. We're talking about pool. <laughs> talking about pool. <laughs> Yes, uh, you can play pool right yep. next door. Uh, yep. yep. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so I finally found what I was trying to say. So of Good, course, I'm gonna get in trouble trying to fill time. <laughs> <laughs> Save the show. Save Vikings. <laughs> I'm definitely going back to jail. This is Viking <laughs> needs Loki right about now. Um, anyhow, so Chris is outside waiting for you, Viking. <laughs> Chris did uh wanted to say this. Um, He's, he gave his pick, and who he's gonna, and of course he's picking the Insomniacs. He said, the Insomniacs by 18, Vegas versus everyone, we take our respect. That is, quote, 
from the father of Krypton. That's the division manager right there. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he's coming in hot. Coming in very, very hot. I'd say also, not impossible, yeah. but improbable. I think Florida's got a lot more, yeah. let's say, stick with itness. Oops. A, a lot more uh, get, bringing themselves off the canvas and getting back at it than I think no. we're giving them not credit, to be, that Chris is potentially giving them. Not to be for. punny, but do they have more stick with it than sick with it, dude? Nah, sick. Look, sick. Have you, have you ever seen sick give up? I'm just I'm Ever. just asking a question because that game was what to it answer was too. Your, to right. answer your question. I, it's no. gonna be right. it's and, 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 and going back to that game, like game. I said, it was a tell of one team kept their composure, one team lost their composure. And, it, and for me, Sickwood is basically the watchman. Like right. top was, level speed, but not elite speed, and tons of physicality. Mm-hmm. Right? Same makeup, depth. Multiple quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? No. They 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 had the makeup to be a solid, solid team, and if they stuck together. They could have done some stuff, but when right. they got down, they started infighting. They, that'll, that'll tear you up every time. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like they both have all the tools of like that they need to beat anybody. It's right. about putting them together in the correct order exactly. in the correct time that that they struggle with. But if they put it together at the right time with the right personnel, the right package, there's nobody they like that they can't deal with. They're not but, out of any game. Right, right, right. I see right. what you're saying, right. and I agree. So to complete what's going on in Bullet City, there's also an AIFA championship game, the Battle of the Dashes, Dame and his son, yes. You don't mean the 40-yard dash between Casey and Matt? We're coming. We're, okay. get, we're getting to that in a few minutes, so hold that thought. Okay. It's a 40-yard power walk. <laughs> I'm drunk. My bad. Save, save that for the segue. You still got more to go. You get yeah, no, look, I'm a power <laughs> Anyhow, um... There yeah, Dame, the, Dame's not involved anymore. As uh, his team's not coming. Oh, it's not coming. Oh, okay. No, so they now, got scared. Not, so they no, they didn't. They did not get scared. Let oh. me be clear. <laughs> the Capital City Cyclones will be going to the Arena Football League. <laughs> okay. So they are not allowed to play in this game. Oh, okay. So we had to. So they Fucking had to. Step congratulations, up, right? Fucking right. congratulations. God, that's a step damn, up. I, you, man, I was trying to be funny, but God so damn. Yeah. So let's give them their props. They're, 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 so the matchup is going to be the Kings, Kings versus the Saints. Hmm. But still, Saints, should, thank you. But it should be entertaining. Oh, it should be entertaining matchup. If you want to be a part of everything, go to a7fl.com, go to a7flnevada.com, and purchase your tickets. The Saints, fresh off their PCFC championship. Hmm. Where they went, I think nine and one throughout the season. That's impressive. Nice. Playing a upper division AIFA team in the Kings, who are, I believe, winless in their in their last season. Yes. So there's a possibility the matchup is strong. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there are some Kings guys that have played for the there's... Saints and vice versa. Oh man, this oh so yeah. expect it's like the dating pool in Las Vegas. What? Like playing semi pro is trying to date at a strip club. Everybody done had everybody. <laughs> everybody done had everybody. Like you just gotta be cool with it. But of course, the uh, the icing on the cake is Sunday afternoon, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, six Central, five Mountain, four Pacific, four if, in the time zone that matters. Yes, and if you live in Hawaii, that's one p.m. Pacific time. But the main event, the Insomniacs, the Nightcrawlers, Hawaiian. for the bag and the trophy and the ring for the. American Sevens Football League hey. Championship. Now, Shit, to segue what you were trying to say earlier about two minutes ago. What was that? Well, about the uh, second biggest rivalry in the A7FL that doesn't involve teams. So, there's also a little uh, oh, yeah. rivalry going on here. So The Humpty Dumpty Dash. 
Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Way off the field. But anyhow, so let's go back down memory of how this actually came to fruition. We go back to June 11th. What happened? (laughs) It was Sigwit against the Aces. The game was decided. And in the YouTube feed of that game, there was some back and forth between one Matthew Ryan and one Casey Cox, which turned to I can beat you at 40. That's how it began. Okay. I was there. I was I was paying attention to the feed while you were forgot. calling Shout the out game. to Corey for Instigate. Mm. And I Rob. Forgot. Big Rob was a part mm. of that, too. I wasn't even really sure how that started. I just know I popped none, up none, shit. None, Nonetheless, Casey was like, you know what? I'm down. Let's do it. And then this guy Fuck yes. from Asgard, oh, man. being the instigator and the antagonist that he is, said, yeah. you know what? Damn, do it. And then Derek said, you know what? For shits and giggles, damn it. Go do it. Yeah, and let's yeah. put it on TV. It. Hurry up and get out yeah. there so we can put it on TV. Yeah. Go, go, go. And I'm all so. about it. So I'm, I'm alone. In, so I'm on the mic in the booth, and thus Casey ran twice. We always show the second video. I mean, but he ran twice, <laughs> fell down both times. But thus, it was a hop skip and then a, then a deer trot. But thus, <laughs> run is a so the deer trot was the best. But thus, it became injured. But thus, it became like serious. <laughs> and then Casey was like, "You know you what? Like you lost some weight." No, he really did. No idea. He legitimately, yeah. he's not as round. You forgot your belly. Yeah. You showed up today without your he belly. What happened? No. I mean, I left, he also left I the left that motherfucker shirt, in Bass Trip, Louisiana, that. in that firework tent 70% humidity at 115 heat index. So, there will be a 40-yard dash mm. between the two play-by-play voices of the A7FL, between Matthew Ryan and Casey Cox. But here's what I want to know, Mr. Cox. Is there, what, 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 what? Whoever wins, what is what's the payoff, for lack of a better term, between you two, or is there any payoff between you two? Honestly, I thought about this, and the one thing that I really wanted, I wanted for this whole entire broadcast team, and before I could even get it out on a show, Matt Ryan shot that shit down. Ooh, what was it? And it, and it was it was simply, winner of the race gets the broadcast of the championship game. Oh, and yeah, Matt Ryan's response was, that's too sacred to well, risk on two fat men running. That'd be like, you beat me a race, and now I got to give you my job. That's not, right. that's not like, happening, uh, bro. Like, hey, I, you go run Apex, you will run Apex hey, electrical hey, sales now. I was, hey, that I was that, you've been, that you've been building for 25 years, yeah, right. 30 years? Call, yeah. call it what you want. But he said, he said that's too sacred of a job to risk on two fat men running. I thought, hey, that's the perfect spot to risk on two fat men running, what of better way? Because you're the one who doesn't have well, to give up something well, sacred. Well, <laughs> then let's be real. Butt naked booty scoots into the river. And there's <laughs> our, and there's <laughs> our <laughs> weekly mention so. of butt naked booty scoots. <laughs> oh, we're playing spades for butt naked booty scoots. Oh, boy. That's a side note. My bad. Sorry. So, I'm so no. I mean, as of right now, I've tried to think, and there's really nothing more I wanted I, I than would, that. I have a recommendation. 50, 50. On-demand push-ups to be used at your discretion whenever you would like. So if you win the race, anytime you want, like, Matt, I need three right now. I don't give a damn if he's wearing a suit. If he's in the broadcast booth doing his game, he's got to stop and give you whatever you ask for a push-up on. You could do bird calls, too. Or, like, animal noises. So you could do, like, 50 animal noises. So, you like, you could hit him up in the middle of a broadcast. Or if he's doing, like, the wrestling thing and if he sees the message, give, give me an elephant. And he's got to stop exactly, and he's got to do it immediately. 
but I, I mean, I thought I thought about it, and I was like, that was really the thing I wanted. And I put it out at first as let me call the game, but that was kind of going to be when I come back. That was going to be this broadcast team calls that game if if I win that race. That's kind of how I felt about it. Mm. Nonetheless, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Um, I knew I knew that probably wasn't going to happen. That was the only thing really though that I really wanted out of the race was something like that, and then Matt to fire back with something equivalent in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And All right, we're running out of time. So, come up with something yeah, else. Man. <laughs> so, I'm so, waiting. All right. So for now, I mean, it's just for fun. I don't really have anything no, that man, I really man, want. Man, man. No, Bull I do. Shit. I mean, Bullshit. No, it's just for fun. Me. I'm not allowing the race. How about mm-hmm. that? Y'all yeah, need to come up with something. Fuck it. Well, I'm pretty sure Matt will come up with something. I go on-demand push-ups until you come up with something else. On Friday when... The Viking and myself will be a special guest on their. I'll figure something fucked up out. Show which will take place actually at the Fieldhouse on Friday. We have been invited to be a part of the show as a big roundtable. So, thank you to the Three Hundred One Podcast for the invitation. Shout out to the Three Hundred One Podcast. I love you guys. Thank you for the invitation. We appreciate it. So, by the way, that broadcast house is going to be lit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm sad. I'm happy and sad. I'm in that chat. Like I won't be at that house. Just (laughs) when I show up. Just please don't show up naked. That's all I ask. Ah, uh, no, I, I won't. And show if you up are, naked let me know so I can. My hide. son will be with me until nightfall. Okay. So you guys are safe up until night goes. Oh Jesus! When, when the, the sun, sun goes, goes down. down. <laughs> oh God! Lord help <laughs> when us. The sun goes down. Lord help us. Things come out at night. Yes, the freaks do come out at night. Yeah. Sun's down, buns frown. <laughs> Buns down, buns out. Fuck it. So you're saying you're happy and sad. Why are you happy and sad, Derek? Because his buns are out and I'm not. Yeah. I'm finna be naked. (laughs) Y'all finna see a whole, I mean, I I wouldn't say a whole bunch of you guys have a pool or hot tub, too, at your If if y'all think I'm taking a shot, I'm just gonna be jumping in there. But, hey, come here. No, y'all not. Man, come on. Y'all don't get naked at Airbnbs? I do. Not around a bunch of dudes. Yeah, not yeah. around a bunch of dudes. This, 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 this is for me, not for you. This is my me. first time. <laughs> me and my family have our <laughs> own Airbnb. This is my first time being so. in one. Yeah. This is my first time being in one, so I don't know what to expect. Oh, yeah, no, just expect me naked. It's fine. Okay. I'll hide. <laughs> expect a bunch of people being up late when you're trying to sleep. That's what have, to expect. I have extra <laughs> space at my Airbnb bunch if you want to come straws. over. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have an Airbnb of my own in Bullhead City, and we have extra beds. So, but no, um, Oh, man. Shout out to Jazz from the uh, Jaffo's podcast. He wants to do a, a big roundtable setting also. That show be so fire. While uh, we're out there. So it's going to be a whole big roundtable podcast. You know, shooting the shit for lack of a better term, and talking sports, and of course, have and also you wanted to have a season in review show. So that's oh, uh, that's gonna be fucking yeah, that, that, that's that'd be awesome. Pretty cool too. So I feel like the league has come a long way in this season. Like just from just from seeing like how our production went, like the first couple of games, seeing how like stressful everything was, and and how. Like choppy it was, not just from like a production standpoint, but from like the how the games were running. Like there were breaks and there were, you know, questions on rulings and questions on different like there was just so much different shit going on. And again, like shout out to Derek for for really like smoothing things out. Like and you know, he has an amazing support cast with Kelly and with Chris and with Will and with everybody like going and, on and, and we, you guys. And it, I mean, we still fucked up a lot of names. But 
It is what it is. Like, we tried, and, like, I feel like the league in general got a lot of momentum towards the end of the season. Like, and I feel like without, without the talent being so concentrated here in Nevada, like, and it, y'all can feel how the fuck you want to, but A7FL Nevada is about to be the reason that we get paid. We're going to be the reason that y'all get paid. Michelle. That's going to be fucking, that's going to be what happens because we have the momentum. We have the people. We have, we have the charisma. We have the personalities to sell not just football, but entertainment. Like I can give a fuck about how, how much, how good y'all think y'all are at football. Y'all can't sell football like us. Y'all can't sell these games like us. Y'all, you, you're not going to be able to, to compete with us on on a personal basis, let alone on a football field, we're putting up 60 on everybody anyway. And on top of that, we're, we're way too swaggy for y'all. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just, a friendly, just a friendly reminder, again, as mentioned, it's the 50th podcast for the 3-on-1. You can actually get your tickets to go to that live. As we said, it'll be live at the Fieldhouse at the 50-yard line. So please get your tickets for this uh, special 3-on-1 podcast, which myself and the Viking will be guest starring on that so again yeah. shout out to matt rob and cory for uh the invite we appreciate it um i might have clothes on for that barely I just, pasties i just expect banana hammock pasties <laughs> oh i'm gonna get the bruno thong yes like the bruno bathing <laughs> suit oh yeah <laughs> yes somebody find that for me on amazon send me the mandex link. yep got you oh you already know what it is you got one that's fucked up i got two <laughs> oh, same my. color oh, just boy. in case the other i just need dirty. one in red and black well, in case I get dookie stains on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, as Dave Chappelle said, you will never feel quite the same when you get a whiff of his Hershey stains. Man. That ain't the truth. With this platinum hit. So, we've you talked about Bullhead at verbatim for a long time. And, gentlemen, it is finally here. It is upon us. The weekend is finally here. The time to crown a champion. Insomniac. Thank God. I am so fucking tired. I need this shit to be over so I can go back to being a regular fucking human. Please run right back into the next season. No, look, if you want to take this shit over and run it for me, absolutely. You and Kelly can have this shit for a while. I need a fucking break. Yeah. So as we come to the final 11 minutes of this 44th edition, Mm. um, I'm pretty much sure of who this panel is going to pick as we come to our final thoughts. Um, But since you've been, the self-promoter of the oh, show. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you kick it off with the final thought. So lay um, down your passion, Viking. Well, uh, okay. So, well, for my final thought, man, is I'm not even honestly going to be football related. I want to bring up something completely different, man. Mental health is something that's very serious for, for like a lot of, a lot of men like our age. And like, we don't talk about it enough. We see, uh, we see our friends struggling on Facebook. We see our friends struggling on Instagram. They, if they're not hitting you back when you hit them up, pull up on them. This shit is serious. Uh, we're losing people every day. Like, check on your friends. Not everybody's okay. No matter how it seems, not everybody's okay. And I've just seen some shit from, from a lot of different players, and it bothers me. I love, I love you guys. Man, reach out to somebody. Go kick it with somebody. That's what I got. Very well said. Um, it's beautiful. Mental health is real. And me coming from a spiritual faith background, um, one of the biggest things I try to do 
is checking on people. Just a simple, hey, you all right? What's up? Because, you know, one of the things they try to tell you is men are supposed to be strong and shake that stuff off. But men feel pain too. Men cry too. Not to get biblical with it, but Jesus himself cried. He cried over a friend passing away. That friend's name was Lazarus. So, if you feel the urge to cry and have the need to cry, you ain't no punk. Cry. Crying is an emotion, and sometimes crying is how we heal. But with that said, I also want to say that, Vince Young, we have not forgotten about you. We're still writing for you. We're still praying for you. And you don't have to go through this recovery alone. But to piggyback of what the Vikings said, if something's on your mind and you just need an ear to vent to, it's not hard to pick up the phone. Like Tupac said, not hard to find. That's a lot of dead air. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Well, I wasn't expecting that. I, 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 you, man. Uh, yeah, no. Look, you man, shit with, happens, man. You hit him with some real shit, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. Like, it, I mean, but it, it affects a lot of people, bro. We don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's expected to just thug shit out, bro. You're not supposed to do that. We got a lot of single dads out there. It's a lot of people really stepping up for their kids, stepping up for the next generation. They ain't got no fucking support. Because we don't do it. We got to fucking do it. Ain't nobody else coming, bro. Ain't nobody coming to save you. That's what you got to have friends for. Pick your fucking circle. I think, I think the one thing that we don't do, and it's rather disturbing, we don't encourage one another enough. Nah. And that's, and, and that's got to start. Because at the end of the day, and this is just something I was taught, Sometimes your blessing comes when you celebrate somebody else. And I think sometimes we get lost in that because jealousy kicks in. But sometimes really, and, and, and I've seen this myself, I, I've seen it with my own eyes, I, I've seen it in this busy thing that's called life. When you learn to celebrate somebody else, you too also will receive. It may not be exactly what that person gets, but something that you have a hard desire to get, if you learn to celebrate and encourage somebody else and be like, you know what? You got that. I'm next. And I think we as men really need to just, you know what? Encourage one another because we got the hate part down. We got the cussing you out part down. But the L word and the E word, we don't love enough. We don't encourage enough. Nope. And I think that would be a challenge I would present to everybody. Love one another. Encourage one another. Okay. Somebody else take over before I start preaching a sermon. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that beautiful message, Viking. I agree with you guys 100%. I live my life in that exact same vibration. My, my motto is giver's gain. I give every chance I get. I've never turned down anybody who's come to me looking for help. I require you to be legit with that help but i'm always there for people who ask and sometimes volunteer it for people who don't even know they need it that's the life i wish everybody would live and this world would be a better place in my opinion but you know some people think i'm an asshole too so 
it, you know, you, you do what you can to make this world a better place and you lead by example. You do the things that you ask of other people. I know this man to my left, which you guys can't see on TV, Mr. Viking, lives lives that life and I appreciate him for it. We've had some nice discussions, man, and glad to have you around in my life and yeah, I'm here for you when you need me, for real. Thank you. Uh, but as far as my... We're doing the final message, right? Yes, we are. All right, so a lot of great things going on this weekend, and I know I said I want this shit to be over, because I do, but let's be real. This weekend is the culmination of two years of intense, intense work, preparation, sacrifice, giving up everything in my life to make things wonderful. My, my work has suffered. My life has suffered. My wife has suffered. My family suffered. But football has grown. Viking a minute ago talked about how Vegas is the one that's putting A7FL on the map. And I appreciate him saying so because I know what I put into this on a personal level. And I know what all the people around me who are associated with this have put into this on a personal level. People have given up a lot. My man across the table from me here, KC, moved from Oklahoma just so he could be closer to this to be a part of what we're building. That's how dedicated some of these folks are. Blaze last night, having some medical issues, still trying to, like, I don't, I don't want to take these meds so I can work. He's like, here yeah. producing the right, show And he's right here now. producing the show right now. Shout Absolutely. out to Blaze, man. Absolutely. Shout v, out. VY, like, it, fresh yeah. out the hospital bed, giving shout outs to the insomniacs, telling yeah. them to do their shit. That's how much right. we care about this thing. And it's those messages and that, that vibe that gives me all the motivation I need to keep going, even though I desperately want this shit to be over this year so I can go back to and start repairing all the things that I broke to, to get where we're at. But uh, this weekend is going to be absolutely brilliant, live, wonderful. All the things that are still on the docket for us to do are going to be top shelf things, especially the A7FL championship, the food truck festival, the car show. Shout out to Blaze one more time. Man, yeah. I was telling people yesterday in our committee meeting, for everything we do moving forward, we need to have a champion for it. We didn't have champions for a bunch of our things. Blaze grabbed the mantle to take care of the car show and the food truck. And those two things are like rock solid events. That dude's been driving down to Bullhead every other weekend, handing out flyers. Like he, he stands on his business the same way we all want to. And I'm going to shut it right down right there. So somebody else got some time. I just want to say thank you guys. Keep that energy. And I appreciate you. See you on Sunday. See you Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Before you take, <clears throat> before you take us on, let me just say this. I couldn't ask for better teammates. And y'all welcome me into this. And for that, I'm grateful. And I love you guys. I mean that sincerely. Casey, take us home. All right. So my final thoughts, as Derek said, we've been at this now. I've been a part of this now for two seasons, two spring seasons. Man, I'll tell you what. I told my family and I told my biggest haters, I'm going to be ESPN level with my broadcasting someday, somehow. It's going to happen 10, 15 years down the road. Derek Duncan opened that door for me, and it happened, in my, in my opinion, and everybody who knows me's opinion, ESPN level happened in Cincinnati with all the people that watched on Caffeine and heard that broadcast. Everybody, when I told them the numbers, they were like, holy shit, you did it. Even my dad, who was my biggest hater, said, I'm proud of you. That meant something to me. So right now, that's the peak and that's the high of my career. But my next high is sometime, someday, somehow, calling a championship game for this league. That's my biggest goal. Matt Ryan, I look up to you. 
as much as we talk shit back and forth, you're who I want to be two or three years in this league. I want to be calling those championship games. I want to have that opportunity. I want to be presented that opportunity, and I'm going to work for it. So, With that said, the road to Bullhead City starts Friday. Special thanks to Nick Blaze, who went through the ringer last night oh, to produce this show. And for that, we love him. We appreciate him. Special thanks to Quan, as always. For the Viking, who is doing the do. <laughs> for Derek Duncan. <laughs> for the returning Casey Cox. I'm back. Double A Anthony Alvarez saying thank you for watching, as always. We will see you in Bullhead City as we crown a champion. Will it be the Insomniacs? Yes, will it, it be will. the Nightcrawlers? No, it won't. Only one way to find out. You got to be there and watch. But until then, we'll see you on the other side of the ball. And we'll see you in Bullhead City. Let's go. Hey, everybody,